Hello, welcome to See It or Shove It, and welcome to a very special episode of Binge It or Singe It. A very special episode. I sound like one of those 80s after-school special shows. Anyway, I'm your host, Greg, and this episode I'm going to give you my predictions of who will likely take home gold when the Emmy Awards are given out in just a few days on Monday, September 12th. For this episode, I will focus on the main categories of series and acting, who I think will win, and for whom I would vote if I was an Emmy voter. Now, before I dig in, let me just say the categories this year are a treasure trove of frontrunners, making the ceremony almost impossible to predict. Sometimes the Emmys like to repeat, sometimes they like to embrace one show entirely, so it's there's a lot up in the air. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of surprises, but so many of these races are very tight and could go in several ways. With that said, I'm expecting a lot of these predictions, which honestly are based on both Buzz and my gut feelings, I'm expecting a lot of them to be wrong come Monday night. So, with that said, let's get started. The first category is Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie. The nominees are Murray Bartlett for The White Lotus, Jake Lacey for The White Lotus, Will Poulter in Dopesick, Seth Rogen in Pam and Tommy, Peter Sarsgaard in Dopesick, Michael Stuhlbarg also in Dopesick, and Steve Zahn also for The White Lotus. This category, like many others in the limited series categories, finds three shows represented, which could lead to vote splitting among the two with multiple nominees, leaving Seth Rogen as a possible victor. However, I don't think that will happen here, and Murray Bartlett will prevail in a role that is essentially a leading role in the great White Lotus, and he would also easily be my pick as well. Look for him to win Monday night. Sometimes just watching them eat every night makes me like gouge my eyes out. Over on the supporting actress in a limited series or movie side, the competition is even tighter with only two series represented, with Caitlin Deaver and Mayor Winningham flying the flag for Dopesick, and Connie Britton, Jennifer Coolidge, Alexandra Daddario, Natasha Rothwell, and Sydney Sweeney all hoping to win for The White Lotus. Odds makers are betting on Jennifer Coolidge winning this for her star turn in the HBO series. But I'm hoping for an upset by Caitlin Deaver, who gave a gut-wrenching performance in Dopesick. I know the odds are not in my favor of seeing that upset, but I do have two words. Catherine Hahn. Last year, everyone assumed Hahn would win for WandaVision, and I was thrilled when Julianne Nicholson took the trophy for her great performance in Mayor of Easttown. Because of this, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Deaver wins... And I hope I'm correct, as she would be who I would vote for. Thank you so much. The lead acting categories for limited series and movies opens things up a bit with more programs in contention. The nominees for lead actor are Oscar winner Colin Firth as a man suspected of murdering his wife in The Staircase, Oscar nominee Andrew Garfield as a tormented investigator in Under the Banner of Heaven, Oscar Isaac as a man struggling to save his marriage in Scenes from a Marriage, Oscar nominee Michael Keaton 
as a conflicted doctor in Dopesick, Himesh Patel as a man trying to survive an apocalyptic pandemic in Station Eleven, and Sebastian Stan and his prosthetic penis as Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee in Pam and Tommy. The likely winner of this category is also the one who should win, and that is Michael Keaton. He was simply incredible in his role, and he would be my pick. The journey he takes as he fights the opioid epidemic is just a masterclass in acting. He should easily be the winner here. That's not possible. For lead actress in a limited series or movie, the nominees are Tony Collette as a woman whose husband may or may not have killed her in The Staircase, Julia Garner as a real-life con artist in Inventing Anna, Lily James as the buxom beauty Pamela Anderson in Pam and Tommy, Sarah Paulson as the not-so-buxom beauty Linda Tripp in Impeachment American Crime Story, Margaret Qualley as a woman struggling to overcome an abusive relationship in Maid, and Amanda Seyfried as medical con artist Elizabeth Holmes in The Dropout. Like the leading actor category, this one is pretty easy to call. It's going to go to Oscar nominee Amanda Seyfried. She really became Holmes from head to toe in her performance, and she went all in. It's a performance you can't take your eyes off of, and it works from beginning to end. If she doesn't win, I'll be shocked. The rest of the field is pretty solid, although I would remove Colette and replace her with Julia Roberts, who was stunning in the Stars series Gaslit, and she would have been my pick had she been nominated. Instead, I'd vote for Seyfried, who did such a good job in this role. And don't get me wrong, I really like Tony Collette, but I'm shocked she was selected instead of Roberts for her role uh, of a woman who was allegedly pushed down a flight of stairs. Trust me, on Emmy night, she will still be at the bottom of the stairs because she's not winning. Cypher it is. It's going to change the world. Now let's move over to the acting categories in the comedy field. This year's crop of supporting actor in a comedy series nominees are Anthony Kerrigan in Barry, last year's winner Brett Goldstein in Ted Lasso, Tahid Jamo in Ted Lasso, Nick Mohammed also from Ted Lasso, previous winner Tony Shaloub in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Tyler James Williams in Abbott Elementary, former winner Henry Winkler in Barry, and Bowen Yang in Saturday Night Live. I think this race boils down to a draw between Winkler and Goldstein. Goldstein is sheer perfection as the foul-mouthed curmudgeon with a hidden heart of gold. He has a great chance of repeating, but my gut is telling me he's going to be in his seat saying this. Fuck! In typical Roy Kent fashion. I have a gut feeling that Henry Winkler's name is going to be called for his second win. Barry's return to the Emmys will be warmly welcomed, and I think this is one of the likely categories in which it'll happen. The spoiler here, though, could be Tyler James Williams, who may get swept up in a wave of Abbott Elementary love, which has happened multiple times recently at the Emmys, where one show sweeps all the categories. 
But I do think Henry Winkler is going to get his well-deserved second Emmy. He really is great on Barry. Thank you. It's what I do. If I was voting, I'd be checking Goldstein's name off. And if he wins, I will be very happy. He really is masterful in this role. I like what I'm doing, and I'm good at it. People tweet about me with GIFs and everything. Now on to Comedy Supporting Actress. What an embarrassment of riches this category is. In this category, past winners include The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's Alex Borstein, Saturday Night Live's expert chameleon Kate McKinnon, and last year's winner for Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham. They battle it out with returning nominees Hannah Einbinder for Hacks and Juno Temple for Ted Lasso. And rounding out the category are first-time nominees Sarah Niles, also for Ted Lasso, and a duo from Abbott Elementary, Janelle James and Cheryl Lee Ralph. For me, this is between the two Hannahs and an Abbott. Waddingham has some great material this year that would make her a worthy repeat winner, and Einbinder is just so essential to the success of Hacks that she should get some of the love, too, quite frankly. But... It was James who broke out as the fan favorite of Abbott Elementary with her grossly incompetent and inappropriate principal, Ava Coleman. I'd love to see her or Einbinder take this, and I would vote for Einbinder, but I'm going to be very, very happy if James is the winner, and I think she will be in a squeaker. That day is coming. That day soon comes. Another stacked category is the lead actor in a comedy series. Last year's winner, Ted Lasso's Jason Sudeikis, is now competing with previous winners, Atlanta's Donald Glover and Barry's Bill Hader. They are joined by the legendary comedy duo Steve Martin and Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building. And it is rounded off with first-time nominee Nicholas Holt for The Great. I think Bill Hader is probably going to take this. However, word is the episode he submitted for consideration is extremely dark, and that can sometimes work against nominees in the comedy category when the material is not very funny and too dramatic. If that happens, then look for Sudeikis to repeat. Surprisingly, I'd pick Martin Short if I was voting. I say surprisingly because normally I feel a little of Martin Short goes a long way as he can sometimes be too much for my taste, but in Only Murders, the manic of his performance really works, and he is hilarious. I just think that he and Steve Martin are going to split the votes, much in the same way that Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin did in the past when they were both nominated for Grace and Frankie. For now, I'm tentatively predicting Hater for the win. Made me feel really good. I feel really motivated right now. Now on to lead actress in a comedy. I think the marvelous Mrs. Maisel's Rachel Brosnahan, the flight attendant's Kaylee Cuoco, the great's Elle Fanning, and the fantastic Issa Rae from Insecure will be sitting this one out, as it is between Abbott Elementary's hot star of the moment, Quinta Brunson, and last year's winner, the hilarious Gene Smart, again nominated for Hacks. If I was voting, I would be choosing between Issa Rae and Gene Smart, and I would probably toss a vote to Issa Rae as a tribute to how great she was in the recently ended Insecure. 
That show was so good, and I'm going to miss it. I think if an Abbott Elementary sweep happens, which is very, very, very likely, Brunson will be winning on Monday night. However, I think she's probably going to be winning another award for writing, and they may feel that that's enough. And this category has historically enjoyed repeat winners like the endless wins for Helen Hunt, Candace Bergen, and more recently, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And my gut tells me that Jean Smart will be repeating, and that would make me very happy. She is incredible on Hacks, and I have loved her since her days on Designing Women. It's been so nice to see her become as respected as the legend she is. And I beg you, don't let the standing ovation go longer than five minutes. (laughs) But not less than four, because that's Celine's record. Our last acting categories are for drama series. First up for supporting actor is Nicholas Braun, Kieran Culkin, and Matthew McFadden, all for Succession. Park Hae-soo and Oh Young-soo for Squid Game, Christopher Walken and John Totoro for Severance, and last year's winner Billy Crudup for The Morning Show. Logic would dictate that as the sole nominee from a show in this category, Crudup should have a clear path to victory and repeat this year. My vote would go to Kieran Culkin for Succession. He was so good, and is so good, in this unlikable role, and the episode in which he accidentally texts his father a picture of his dick is wonderfully hilarious, and his embarrassment and shame and panic that he displayed in those few seconds was stunning. I think the race boils down to him and John Totoro. This is the most likely area in which voters can reward Severance. Totoro was gripping in his role, and I think he's going to pull out the win. Let's burn this place to the ground. Over on the supporting actress in a drama list, we see Oscar winner Patricia Arquette from Severance up for another Emmy to add to her two that she has previously won. Two-time winner Julia Garner up again for Ozark. Sydney Sweeney for Euphoria, fan favorite Ray Seahorn in Better Call Saul, J. Smith Cameron and Sarah Snook representing Succession, Young Ho Young in Squid Game, and Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets. My vote would be Sarah Snook. Her shiv on Succession is so magnetic and engaging, and I'm always waiting for her reaction to whatever situation is plaguing the Roys. I think she has a strong chance of winning, but my gut is telling me this category often has surprises, and I wouldn't be shocked to see Richie take the award for her standout performance in Yellow Jackets. All right, we have a bunch of gloomy guesses. Who died? (laughs) For leading actor in a drama, the nominees are Jason Bateman in Ozark, Brian Cox in Succession, Lee Jung-jae in Squid Game, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, Adam Scott in Severance, and previous winner Jeremy Strong also in Succession. Another tight category, and I think we can narrow it down by eliminating Adam Scott and Jason Bateman. Both are great, but I think Scott will have to wait another year while I think the ship has sailed on Bateman's chances for Ozark. That leaves the Succession men, Odenkirk, and Jung-jae. Jung Jae has been sweeping award after award for the past year. Odenkirk is beloved, 
and he has goodwill toward him after suffering a heart attack last year, and the Academy loves succession. I think Jeremy Strong rightfully won two years ago, but I think Cox had a stronger year this year, and he would be the person I would vote for. But my gut tells me, unfortunately, he's not going to get it this year again. Fuck off! While Jung Jae has been winning everything, I think sentiment is going to be taking over, and Odenkirk will get a long overdue award this year. You sound unhinged. The lead actress in a drama series category is slightly easier to predict. The women who are just happy to be nominated are Jodie Comer, previous winner, and Sandra Oh, who both got nominated for a terribly subpar season of Killing Eve, Reese Witherspoon, who was a surprise nominee for a much-criticized season two of The Morning Show, although I rather enjoyed this season, even though I would have nominated Jennifer Aniston instead. And unfortunately... I think Laura Linney is not a contender for the final season of Ozark, which is a shame that she's going to end the series never winning for what has been a searing performance each year, and she would be my vote if I was voting. So that leaves critical darling Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets and previous winner Zendaya for the gripping Euphoria. Linsky has had the momentum, but word is the episode that Zendaya chose was as phenomenal as they come, and she will likely take it again. You are fucking dead to me. The final three categories to discuss are the Big Kahunas, the award for best series. Up for limited series are Hulu's Dope Sick, Hulu's The Dropout, Netflix's Inventing Anna, Hulu's Pam and Tommy, HBO's The White Lotus. This is between Dope Sick and The White Lotus. My vote would be for Dope Sick, but I think all the momentum at the moment is with The White Lotus, and it will be the big winner Monday night. Let's have fun, okay? The nominees for Best Comedy Series are ABC's Abbott Elementary, HBO's trifecta of Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Hacks, Amazon's previous winner, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Hulu's freshman series, Only Murders in the Building, Apple TV Plus's reigning champ, Ted Lasso, and FX's What We Do in the Shadows. This one is a bit tighter than the limited series category. The only ones I don't think that have a chance in hell are Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and What We Do in the Shadows. The first two are past their primes, and the last one is just too niche to get broad support, I think. As witty as Only Murders in the Building is, I think it's a bit lightweight compared to the others. So that leaves Barry, Abbott Elementary, Hacks, and Ted Lasso. My pick would be Hacks, which is just laugh-out-loud funny. But I think this is coming down to between Abbott and Ted Lasso. Both are feel-good comedies, and I feel the tide is turning to deservedly reward a network show for the first time since Modern Family won this several years back. And Abbott is going to win this. I'm fairly confident about this pick. You know, a little support might help make things happen, ladies. My support was going to do about as much as that five-year-old bra you've got on right there. 
Finally, the nominees for Best Drama Series are AMC's Better Call Saul, HBO's Euphoria, Netflix's Ozark, Apple TV Plus's Severance, Netflix's Squid Game and Stranger Things, HBO's Succession, and Showtime's Yellow Jackets. My vote would be between Succession and Stranger Things. I loved this season of Stranger Things, and it was just so well-made and enjoyable to watch. And scary, very scary. And Succession is just in a league of its own. It is so good. Despite stiff competition from Squid Game, I think Succession is the one to beat, and it will reign victorious on Monday night. Uh, if your hands are clean, it's only because your whorehouse also does manicures. Well, that's it for this episode. Tune in Monday, September 12th on NBC to see if my predictions come true. Uh, like I said, it's so hard to predict this year that I'm not expecting a lot of them to happen. But if they do, I'll be very happy. Let's see how I do. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. As always, I'm very grateful. And as I always ask, support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies I reviewed this month on my previous episodes. And while you're at it, why not stream some of the shows I talked about on this episode? And share your podcast with your movie and TV loving friends and family. I appreciate all of your support. Come back in a few days to listen to another week of reviews of the latest films in theaters and on streaming services, including Barbarian, Pinocchio, and Medieval. Follow me on Instagram at BrewstersDad73 and rate me wherever you get your podcast. Until next time. This episode of See It or Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music, all rights reserved. <laughs>